0: Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay at home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys, so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you're a regular listener to One of a Kind You, thank you so much for tuning into another episode. I greatly appreciate it. If you are a new listener, welcome. I'm so excited to have you join us. For all my listeners, the way this podcast works is I usually share a journal entry of mine from about six years ago, and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then, but today we have a special guest. We have Susan with us, and she is the intuition expert, and so I am going to let her um, tell us more about herself, so take it away, Susan.
1: Thank you, Kim, and thank you for having me on your show too. Um, yeah, been there, done that. I had three children in three years before I worked out what was causing it, um, and then I stopped, <laughs> as you do.
0: <laughs> wow, three children in three years. I thought two children in three years was a lot.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know. I, I really don't know what I was thinking. Um, actually, I wasn't thinking at that particular <laughs> stage. Um, like Like most mums, you know, especially young mums, we're, we're so busy trying to do everything and do it all right by yeah. everybody else's standards that we sort of forget really that we don't need to do that. Um, yes. Anyway, we get there eventually. <laughs> yes,
0: we do. Better late than never, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I love talking about intuition and I, and I love talking about intuition because I think it's one of those things that we can hand down to our children mm-hmm. and, and teach our children By example, by us tuning into what we feel and what we're experiencing, we can help our child, especially when you talk about uh, things like when somebody touches you inappropriately, you know, Mm -hmm. you're trying to explain to a child that they can't do that, or, you know, how do you feel when somebody does that, and you're wanting your child to understand their feelings and you're actually helping them really connect with their intuition at the same time so they're starting yeah. to get that understanding and they're going well hang on no that doesn't feel right or or oh, that makes me feel sad and it, it's not about controlling how they're feeling or anything like that it's more about them just being able to express it and mm-hmm. that means they're connecting with their intuition so yes, yeah I
0: love it's this, so, this so cool. it's so simple and I think oftentimes with intuition we try to overcomplicate it so yes. we just you know take time to tap into those feelings that's tapping into our intuition I love it like I don't feel like it could be said any more plain any simpler that's it when you tap into your feelings you're tapping into your intuition
1: yeah well that's yeah that is simple and that is part of it but there is yeah. a little bit more but anyway um yes I do and I look the, the thing is with intuition, uh, I've had a few experiences in my life that made me understand exactly what intuition is. And for me, um, like I say, tapping into your feelings is part of it. But I simplify it even more than that, Kim. For me, intuition is the communication between our spiritual self and our physical self mm-hmm. because we have two bodies within mm-hmm. us. Now, there's there's a big Big story behind all that and I, I don't know how long we've got on the on the podcast but I want to run through a little bit of it because yes, please do yeah because this this is what make, made me understand it now there was this a particular situation I was 19 years old at the time uh two states away from my home on holidays and I was uh, a victim of a very violent very um horrific pack rape now, mm. what had happened was um, I was walking back to my unit, I got a tap on the shoulder, turned around and was was knocked unconscious, and came to being dragged in the back of the car by my hair. Now, when the situation was happening, all I could think of was I can't stop them doing what they uh, have every intention of doing. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything about that. there's three of them, only me I, I just couldn't fight. The more I fought, the more uh, bruised and battered I got so mm-hmm. I remember thinking really clearly and saying to myself how can I stop these people doing it to anyone else I can't, mm-hmm. I can't stop me but how can I stop them doing it to anyone else and within an instant I left my body and I remember standing outside the car looking in at her now I call her her or she because it didn't feel like me mm mm-hmm looked like me but it didn't feel like me I I was I was standing there you know there was nothing wrong with me and when we we leave when the spiritual side of us leaves the body under under duress or for any other reason there is no emotional attachment to what we're looking at I I watched what was going on and it had no attachment to me I I I didn't I didn't care one way or another. It was just, mm-hmm. it was, it was just there. Was it that wasn't, bizarre
0: to experience
1: that? Oh, it was so weird. It's so weird because it's like watching a movie, but you're not involved in the movie, and yet you know it's you it's Mm -hmm. it's so strange and and you could see the energy coming off the side of her face where she'd been punched you could see the the pain it it came out like waves of energy um you could see the blood dripping down the side of her mouth but you couldn't taste anything you couldn't Mm -hmm. feel anything you know there was there was um you could see the energy coming from the back of her hair where her hair had been ripped out Mm -hmm. um but you, you couldn't feel anything and it was, it was a, such a strange sensation. In fact, it was so weird. I, I never spoke about it. I never spoke about it to my family, to anyone else, because I didn't know what was going on. I had no understanding to it. So this had happened. And then with I, I got the information that I needed, and within an instant I was back in the body. Now, if you can imagine being feeling free and, you know, just nothing feeling nothing to coming back into this body where it was pain uh that you could, you could smell the alcohol the cigarettes on their breath you could taste the blood you know everything came back all those five senses came back in one big foul swoop and it was it was quite horrific but anyway i, I continued with what my intuition told me to do
0: mm-hmm. it,
1: It didn't make things easier. It it, in fact it made things a lot harder. They hit me more and more, in fact, to shut me up. They basically had the hands around the throat and I I just passed out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But 12 months to that day, almost almost to the day, I was at work and I passed out at work and had a near-death experience. And the doctors Beside, I was working in a bank. The doctor's surgery was beside us. He had to come in and revive me and uh, give me a shot, shot of adrenaline and bring me to. Well,
0: now you I passed out.
1: I just, I just passed out, but I basically stopped breathing. I, died, wow. I, I basically died. So I, I died, um, and they had to revive me. Wow, I, I have no reason. There was no. I wasn't sick. I was all of a sudden. I started feeling really ill, and I. I just passed out. The only reason I know I left my body is because if you can imagine you're laying, say laying on the floor, I don't even know what I was laying on, but I was laying laying down and everybody's looking down over you and then you stand up. Now, everybody's gaze would look up at you standing up. I stood up and nobody looked at me. Everybody kept looking down. And I can remember distinctly going, I'm up here. Why are you looking down there?
0: We'll yeah,
1: still she's like hello, here I am. <laughs> Excuse me, pick me. You know, and um, anyway, then I had the near death experience, and I won't go into all that detail in that in that context. But it, I did leave my body again for a second time. Now, if you imagine they're twelve months apart, I'm in my nine 20 nineteen twenty year old, have no idea what I've experienced, and it wasn't until, say, 10, 15 years later. I'm going through this 20-year emotionally abusive relationship, marriage, and I start to get books out of the library to get an understanding. Now, nowadays, we've got podcasts, which is great. You know, we, we have that ability. In the olden days, as I called it, we didn't have internet. So I wanted to better myself. I wanted to get an understanding of what was going on. I didn't get the books out to find out what had happened then. I Really didn't know anything, it just didn't make sense, so I didn't mm-hmm. go there. And I always swore I would never talk about the attack unless I could find something positive about it. Now, mm-hmm. it's not easy to find something positive over a, a, such a violent attack that I had.
0: No, did they ever catch the people who did that to you?
1: No, no, I didn't wow. even know where the police station was.
0: Oh my gosh, I was on holidays. And
1: two days before I was due to go home, had wow. hadn't, didn't even know. And all I can remember dad saying to me when he picked me up from the airport, he goes, oh, it looks like you put on a bit of weight on your face. That's really cool. Because I was all swollen. Wow. So, and I just, yeah, anyway, my sister ended up saying, no, something happened and mum and dad need to talk to you. Because I was I was prepared not to share it with the world, never yeah. to share it at all um I to me my my thoughts were: there's enough negativity in this world I don't need to share my crap um but now that I understand what happened and why I'm happier to share it and in mm-hmm. fact I'm, I'm more than happy to share it yeah. so anyway this 10-15 years later I've read these books I've got an understanding that I had a near-death experience and it's only because of the books when you're reading them it's like holy yes, yes. holy crap. yes <laughs> what happened? And and it was funny because you, there was in this particular book, there was like, I think there was a five or six stories. And a little bit of that happened from one person. And a little bit of that happened from another person. So I knew it wasn't like I was just following somebody else's story. It was bits and pieces out of it. So it was really strange. But I didn't get the, the attack. It still didn't make sense to me. Anyway, then I, um, read a book on astral traveling and that's Mm. where you actually leave your body and you travel as do astral traveling now that was a little bit out there and I'm thinking well that's a little strange Um, I'm a theory tester so straight away I went oh let's have a go at that yeah like three or four months and eventually I did this astral traveling and I know it was astral traveling I was probably about a really good two seconds worth But all of a sudden, I'm flying out the driveway and you're off the ground and you know you're flying. And I got so excited. As soon as you put any emotions into it, straight back into your body. No if, buts or babies. So back in my body and I went, oh, bugger. You know, I was was so enjoying that Um, because it was just, it's such a thrill. But the thing was, what it did, because I did it deliberately, it really concreted the fact that we can leave our bodies. Mm -hmm. I haven't done it since. I I have no intention of doing it. Don't need to, you know. But I needed to at that particular time to test that theory. And that's when I got the clear understanding of what happened during the attack. Then I started to go, okay, we've got to, obviously, and I've heard before that we've got a physical and a spiritual body, but Mm -hmm. I needed to prove it to myself. Mm -hmm. So I knew then that we had these, these two types of bodies. But how do those two types of bodies communicate? How do we, how do we do that? One's physical, one's got the five senses. The other one, like your spirit, can't touch, it can't yeah. taste, it can't do any of that because that's physical. So it was really interesting to get that understanding. And that's when I went, well, that's your intuition. That's the communication. Intuition is the communication between your spirit and your physical. And it's your spirit that has your life purpose not your physical body. Yeah. Your physical body delivers that life purpose, but yeah. the spirit has the life purpose. And they were my sort of big aha moments and why I um, don't mind being called a bit of an expert on it because I have tested the theories. Yes. A few other theories too. <laughs> you don't want to know yes. about them. <laughs> but that's, that's sorry, that's the long way around. So that was a senior group to why I honestly and strongly and, and, and believe that intuition is the communication from the spirit to the physical because the spirit has a purpose yes. and it needs to try and steer that physical body towards that purpose.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, oftentimes as just humans, we don't trust our intuition because it's a hard concept to grasp. But I think as moms too, we don't trust our intuition because we get stuck in the perfection of things, the fear of what others are going to think. And um, so there were, there are times where I, you know, I too was in an abusive relationship in high school for five and a half years. And there were times where I knew that he was cheating on me or he had relapsed into his drug addiction. I just knew there wasn't anything like crystal clear. There were no alarm bells ringing. There was no physical evidence that I could see, but something deep inside of me said that these things were happening. Yes, and when I would yes. confront him about it, he would deny it to the nth degree. And it would be six months, seven months, you know, some period of time down the road that it was confirmed that I was actually right. And he had been dishonest and was lying and hiding things. But that's also happened after that relationship, um, where I sort of listened to my intuition and I didn't. So my, um, The dogs are barking because everyone left for school. So I apologize. (laughs) I'm locked away to do this episode. And the dog's like, wait a second, we're alone out here. Um, But I, my husband and I were traveling home from New Hampshire back to Delaware to go to a friend's wedding. And we stopped at a rest station in Connecticut. And this gentleman approached us. He was probably our age, like, you know, maybe younger, early 20s. And he came up and he said, "Um, my car ran out of gas do you have a couple dollars to spare? And as he was talking, he was fumbling in his pocket and a lighter popped out. And I naively had my whole purse in hand. This was back when we had digital cameras that were not attached to phones. That was in there. It was very, he could see everything I had in my purse because it was wide open. And we were like, oh no, sorry. And so we continued in and I said to my husband, I said, something is not right. We cannot go back out there. I said, Um, something's not right. We cannot go back out there. And my husband blew it off. He was like, yeah, right. You're just being dramatic. You're always such a worry wart. We're fine. So when we were done using the restroom, we went back out and three people chased us to the car, him, another man, and a woman. And they triangled us in and we got into the car. I don't know how we got into the car with the doors locked without them getting us. I really honestly don't. And so the man was banging on the window for us to roll down the window as we were bar- backing out of a parking spot. And my husband looked at me and was like, okay, next time I'll listen. Yes,
1: yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And and the, the look, the thing is that we we need to, we, we often have these sort of experiences before we realise that we need to listen a little bit more and need to trust it a little bit more. Um, but we get these messages so often, and yeah, like you say, it's you often don't realise it until it's you realise that you should have done it. You know, I, yes. I, I, I could feel that. I knew that something was going on. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that there was something there. And and I say, good on you. Even if you didn't follow through on it, you still got a learning from it, and that's perfect.
0: Yes, and I think that's part of it is that you know, you have to learn from not listening to the intuition. So that way, when the intuition speaks the next time, it's like, hello. Oh, that's right. That is the intuition. I should listen to that because I didn't last time and it didn't really work out in my favor. So (laughs) let me listen this time. So
1: a bit more aware. Yeah.
0: (laughs) yes, Yes. And so the next time my intuition said not a safe situation, my husband immediately listened. So we were at the mall and we were pulling in and I to a parking spot, and I noticed this van um, parked facing, you know, like pulling from the spot, and they had no license plate. And I said, That's weird. That van doesn't have a license plate. And my husband said, Oh, someone probably stole it and dumped it, and, you know, didn't give it much more of a thought. But as we were getting out of this car, out of our car, this older gentleman got out, slid the van door open opened the passenger door and sat there. So the walkway between the cars was blocked. So we were going to have to walk past him and say, excuse me. But something said to me, do not walk past that van. So I was like, "Uh uh-uh, Keens, Keens, we're going the other way. And so my husband immediately said, yes, girls, we're going the other way. And so we took the long way to get to the sidewalk, to get to the cafe door. And um, the next thing I knew, the van was following slowly behind us as we were walking down the sidewalk and they just kept going as we went into the restaurant. And my husband was like, good thing we listened. Good thing yes. we listened to you. I said, yeah, good thing. So I don't even want to know what would have happened if I didn't listen.
1: Exactly. And you, and that's it. You don't know. It could have been quite innocent, but you know inside that it didn't feel right, you know? Yes. And and that's one of our strongest intuitive messages. Once we start to really hone into those light intuitive messages, we get even better at it. And, and when we look at those types of things, you're looking at things like, there was one particular situation not long ago. Um, we were driving, my, my partner and I were driving down the road and he we were talking about something. We'd been discussing something. And he said to me, oh, did you see that? Now, he went part, we went past this billboard and whatever was on the billboard was something about what we were talking about. He went, mm-hmm. how, how synchronistic was that? You know, that was really weird. Did you see that? No, no, I didn't see it. But his intuition, his little messages that he was getting was set, sort of got him to look that way. Yeah. And he, within five minutes of driving down this road, I was listening to the radio and I said, oh, did you hear that? That's funny, isn't it? We, they're talking about the same thing we were talking about. And he goes, oh, I didn't hear it. Now, my intuition clicked into that. Yes, yeah. So it's those little tiny signs that we see every time you when you look at the clock and all of a sudden it's 1111. 11. Now, you don't sit there and look at a clock and wait for it to go 1111 11 or 1234, right. you know, all of a sudden, for some reason, you've looked that way you've been aware and that's that's jumped out at you these are the small intuitive signs and I know when it's something to do with your child how quickly we can pick that up when when yes. you, you get a child out and they sort of go oh, I don't feel well mum I don't want to go to school today you know straight away whether that child is actually sick or putting it on yeah it's not often that you don't know you know and that is part of your intuition that's that's that knowing that you have
0: yes and you know we always say like oh a mother's intuition a mother's intuition and so we'll tap into it sometimes for that when we think like okay you know my child is sick but there are other times where we need to trust that mother's intuition for things that aren't related to our kids but just more general about parenting or more general about ourselves as a mom or things like that. And we, we don't. And sometimes it's because we get into autopilot mode, just because we have so much on our plates, not just as moms, but as people in general. And that was one, I'll say blessing about the pandemic is that it forced me to empty that plate because I couldn't leave the house and drive my kids all over to all of the yes. activities. It forced me to be home with less on my plate. And so um, that was a realization like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how Um, much I was in the go, 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 go. And then it was like, no wonder I can't tap into my intuition because there is so much there cluttering it.
1: Yes, absolutely. And and what you're saying is very, very correct too in the fact that if you want to tap into it, time and space, is the best way to do that so you know creating a, a regular schedule for meditation or you know just 10 minutes of, of free time if, if it means sneaking into the toilet and locking the toilet door without your phone do, yeah. do that you know finding that time and space just to have the, the ability to bring those inf- that information through um but if you're not right into the passive meditation, there's always the active meditation. I used to get a lot of messages when I was hanging up the washing. Mm-hmm. Because my, my washing dishes, not that we do a lot of that anymore because of dishwashers, but when you're you're actively doing something, you're analytical brain is doing that and it allows those intuitive messages to come through so when I was hanging up the washing I didn't I never wanted anyone to help me because it was my time just to have that bit of space and not have to think you know hanging up the washing didn't take a lot of thinking (laughs) so so it's it's doing some of that um that sort of active meditation that, that can really allow that information in one of the other areas is in the shower I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but uh, that running water in the shower, you sort of, that's if you're in the shower on your own, you've got that time and that space. Um, you can bring in a lot of intuitive messages that way. That, that, that's a really good way to do it.
0: Yes. And I feel like oftentimes too, when I'm driving, that you know, it's, intuitive idea will pop into my head and I'm like, uh, you know, I can't write it down. So I'm like, red light, red light. So I can at least quickly type it into my notes or do a voice message so that I don't forget it.
1: Absolutely, and that's exactly the same because your your analytical brain is doing something. Um, it allows those intuitive messages to come through. You just sort of just chill out and ha- let it happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I, I did want to say is, oh, that there's there's other ways, there's other tools that we can use as well if you do want to connect with your intuition. So connecting with it, meditation is a great way of doing that. But to start to develop it and really start to get that, learn to um hear those messages or get that understanding there's some tools that you can use and and some of them are as simple as card uh, like oracle cards things Mm -hmm. like that because you've got that picture so the analytical can focus on a picture and then it allows the, the intuitive messages to come through. So if you're doing oracle cards, I do flower reading. So have a beautiful flower. Oh, beautiful. Focusing, Yeah, you're focusing on this beautiful flower. Uh, and it allows these intuitive messages to come through because I know the petals of a flower mean attraction. So if this is a relationship flower, because flowers are your goals in life, if this is a relationship flower, we I know what you're looking at to attract and your intuitions pick that flower, not me. Um, so it's sort of saying you need to use these colours to attract what you want. Or if it's a business flower, you need to do, the, the petals are your marketing. So you need to look more into your marketing in this particular way or that particular way. So there's all these different ways we can look at it. But in-, in I making, need you
0: to do a flower reading for me. Yes. Yeah. Because I've never had a flower reading and I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. I want one of those readings. Yes.
1: you. Well, you can have one and, and you can share it with all your um the listeners too. I'll, I'll do a flower reading, but you have to choose what goal you want. Because you can imagine if you're doing a relationship goal, that flower could look very, very different to a business goal. Yes you know to a financial goal or to a, a health goal or you know to a direction goal where I want to go what I want to be when I grow up type thing yes. but yeah the flower readings a bit there's 16 in a flower picture there's 16 different elements that you look at to do your really? reading oh yeah.
0: fascinating yeah fascinating. I've got online courses if you want to learn how to do it yes. too. Don't okay you know. yes I'm all in Susan all in <laughs> yeah you go girl
1: but the, yeah, the flower readings are really nice, especially when it's a goal, because you can really see, you know, how to achieve that goal. And I call it, because uh, I've got a book, um, it's Intuitive Flowers, Empowering Your Emotional Goals.
0: Oh, I love that. Because we yeah. don't often focus, I think, enough on emotional goals. We focus very much on the external goals of yes. success and accomplishment. And often we achieve those goals and then we're miserable. And I think that also prevents us from tapping into our intuition because we do these things that we think we're supposed to do.
1: Yes.
0: And then we get there and we think, okay, this is it. Like this is, I didn't know that this is what I was signing up for. And now I'm miserable and I don't know how to get out of it. And I know that as moms, we often say yes to things when we really want to say no. No, yes. and there we are and it's like we're stuck in this obligation then we have to ride the tide so ah, oh, I love it emotional goals yes yes
1: and because I have the smart goals here in Australia um and so it's you know very very analytical and you yes, know, we da, have da, them da, here da.
0: too in the states
1: yeah and then yeah like you say you get there and you sort of think well this is not quite what I wanted I I did like I told you I'm a th- theory tester. I tested this theory and it was called creative visualization. It was one of the first books I read. It was by Shakti Guan. Now the whole idea of that is you you create what it is you want in your mind. So you visualize it. And I thought to myself, well, I want to test this theory. I need to have something concrete I can test it on so I can actually see the difference between point A and point B. I don't want it to be airy fairy. I want it to be really concrete. So I was, um, we had a, a 90 acre organic crop farm at that time and we didn't have the money to fix the farmhouse. So every morning I would get up and I would go, okay, this is how I want this bedroom to look and I'll have curtains here and we'll put a walk-in wardrobe there and here's what the lounges look like and all oh, the kitchen, we want a whole new kitchen and I'm going to pick the cupboard doors and this is how I want it. And I did this for about six months um, mm-hmm. In fact, I got so into it, I would go to the hardware store and I picked out the door handles for the cupboards in the kitchen. Um, I picked out the laminate colour, everything. I, I just I just went whole hog. I thought, well, if you're going to do it, let's do it properly. Let's see how we go. Um, and the whole idea is you don't think of how you're going to get it. You just think of what you want. So yeah. and at that particular stage, like I said, I was going through this emotionally abusive relationship. I was studying uh, life coaching at that stage and this was before Tony this was when Anthony Robbins was Anthony Robbins not Tony Robbins so a long time ago Um, when he he first started out he was Anthony Anthony Robbins and he he went to Tony Um, so I was going through all this and all this emotional stuff but each day I would visualize this house anyway I think it was like Three weeks four weeks before Christmas there's this almighty storm came through took off the roof had the kids in the house with me we we're running around like crazy people took the whole roof off and everything else um the, the the authorities came and they tarped up all the house and the insurance people came and they said well we've got new for old insurance which I didn't know. I had no idea uh-huh. They they said basically we're going to rebuild the whole lot and I remember saying to the builder a day or two later, and I said, how long is this going to take? And he goes, oh, well, usually it takes a little while because you've got to pick all the colours. He goes, That's, that takes longer than anything else. And I went, oh, I've already got all those. So <laughs> I had
0: to... <laughs> Like, I've been working on this for months. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: But you know what? Once, once it was all done, $85,000 later, like it, it was all done, exactly how I pictured it. You know what I didn't picture? I've still had an emotionally abusive relationship. I still Mm. had a crappy life inside of this new, beautiful home. So
0: I have to to tell you, it's so funny uh, talking about synchronicities. So we just bought a 300 year old farmhouse in October. And so uh, my husband and I, our bucket list item was to have an old house and fix it up. And so um, when we uh, we sold our house on a whim we did not intend to sell our house and um, it was my idea and my husband was like I think you've lost your mind for the last time and I'm like no my intuition says we need to leave um, because our neighborhood was starting to take a turn for the worse and okay. no one was stepping up to do anything yes. and so um, it was funny because we went to Sedona and um, on a saturday and we came home on a thursday and as we were flying to sedona on saturday i said to my husband it's going to be okay everything's going to be okay with the house i'm going to be fine not really believing the words that i'm saying but i was like trying to convince myself like i'm going to sedona i'm going to recharge it's going to be okay it's going <laughs> to be fine this. we can do this we don't need to sell the house it's going to be okay and then thursday we got home and apparently while we were gone the you know what hit the fan in the neighborhood no one did anything, wanted to do anything. And so Friday morning, I'm sitting down eating breakfast. My husband sits at the table and I look at him. I'm like, we need to sell the house. He was like, what happened? Everything's going to be okay. I'm like, you have to trust me on this. We have to sell the house. And he was like, uh, I don't, I don't know about this. And so um, I'm like, we do, we do like, I just feel it deep in my body. We need to do this. So that night laying in bed, I said universe give me a sign that we need to sell the house. So the next morning, my daughter had her dance recital, we had to be out the door by 8am at the absolute latest, I had to shower, I had to do her hair, we had to do makeup, we had to do all of these things. The power went out at six o'clock in the morning, the electric <laughs> company said it was gonna be back on by 630. 630 came and went then it was 730. So I'm doing her hair with our last two bottles of bottled water because our water wasn't working because we had no electricity. I didn't get to shower. I didn't get to straighten my hair. So I looked a mess (laughs) and we just barely made it on time. And the power came back on as the dance recital was ending. So our electrical work was underground and the um, fuse or circuit or whatever blew at my neighbor's box, which was right on our property line. Not every house in our neighborhood lost power. And it was just so crazy that it was out literally for the entire time of the recital. So that morning as I'm frantic, I'm like, this is a sign that we need to sell the house. And maybe the, my husband was like, maybe this is a sign that we stay. I'm like, what about losing power is a sign that we stay. Like, I don't know what is going on in your brain, but that is a sign to get out. <laughs> So we go looking at houses. We only looked at five. This was the third house that we looked at as I'm pulling up the driveway. My, I was like, this is it. This is it. And my husband was like, no, this is not the house. And so we go through the house. And of course I love it because it has, you know, it's 300 years old. It has all of this character And we were leaving and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the one. And my husband was like, no, this is not the one. So that night I'm like, well, if not now, then when? And so the next morning he was like, okay, we can buy the house. So it's been hard for him to adjust to the house because it needs so much more work than we realized. And so my husband looks at the house, like it's a money pit, but I look at the house and think like, oh, it's been neglected. It just needs our love and attention. And we'll figure out a way. It doesn't all have to be done right now. It will happen when it's supposed to happen and that's just not working for him. Yes. So we have a barn that I want to convert into a healing center. So that's what I'm going to be have you do my flower reading on is the barn. So, okay. um, I keep, so I like keep visualizing the barn of what I want it to look like. I'm like, I don't know how it's going to happen. Cause it probably needs $50,000 worth of work. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I can see the vision for my healing center in my mind. <laughs> Good so girl. it's so funny that you have this old farmhouse and I have an old farmhouse and you're like, just visualize, create that visualization in your mind. I'm like, yes, Susan, I am creating the visualization. Got it.
1: Remember the emotion to go with it though. How, how lovely and healing it's going to feel yes. and all the people that are coming to it. Yes. Yes. Hey, but the funny thing is, Kim, what you said was before you went to bed, you asked, come on universe, you know, what am I going to do? Right, give me a sign. Yeah. When I'm talking about um, because I have a trust mastery program, when I talk about this, there's the three main steps. The first step is to ask. When I was being attacked, I asked. When you're praying, you're asking. Mm-hmm. When you're doing what you're doing, oh, for goodness sake, what the hell? Give, you yes. know, give me a sign. I've had enough. Yes. You're asking. And when you ask, you open yourself up to receiving. Mm-hmm. If you don't ask, you don't open yourself to receive. Yes. Once you receive, that's when you actually take action. Now, when you're getting these messages like, you know, you, you've got to sell the house and blah, blah, blah. you don't have to take immediate action unless it feels strong enough. And there'll yep. be a lot of people that don't. They'll just sort of go, "I it, look, I knew I needed to leave my ex-husband. It took me eight years to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: I had to be in the right space, in the right time. It had to suit me. Um, yeah. And that's and that's what I'm saying with you. If you're getting messages, it doesn't have to be straight away. Well, like you say, this is, I know I'm going to sit with this. This is what I'm going to do. Hubby might not be quite there yet, but that's okay because I'm here. And, yes. and I, I've had it with this house where we're living now. It was like we we, we were going to sell uh earlier this year. And The same, I could have gone either way. It didn't really worry me. I I didn't get any strong messages one way or another. I didn't really care. But I did have a strong message that it was up to my hubby to make that decision because he needed to have it right in his head and that's what was really really important that's what I picked up um so I had to let it go and I can assure you sometimes it's like oh for God's sake, just make a decision
0: yes but
1: no you just you have to let it go and you have to follow that that um that feeling but yes you're right ask ask first up go to bed tonight ask oh you're you're in the morning aren't you oh bed tonight anyway (laughs) but ask if you've got a question if you've got if you don't if you don't know if you if you want some answers if you want to see some messages ask because You'll either get a dream about it. You'll get some crazy messages during the night. You'll wake up to something like a power outage or yes. no water or, or you'll get a message where you're having a morning, morning shower or a morning walk. It's really surprising because as soon as you ask, you are open to it. And, and I love that you brought that up because I, that's a that's a really strong point that I, I always say to everybody,
0: ask, ask, just ask. doesn't hurt to ask. Yes, because if you don't ask, then you don't know.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can get a yes, no answer. If you get a no answer, that's fine. Just ask another question.
0: Right. (laughs) So asking and then once you get your answer, then you can take action. Yes. Ask, receive and action. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: The the hard bit is you like we receive messages and sometimes I've done this myself. Okay. You've got a deck of cards, right? Like say Oracle cards. I had a deck of Oracle cards. I think there was something like 56 in the deck. There's one yes and one no, and then there's the rest of them that could be yes or there could be no, depending on how you read them, of course. Yeah. Well, I had this particular, I don't even know what the question was, honestly, I can't remember, but I was shuffling the decks going because I was a bit annoyed. I want a yes, no answer. I don't want any of this fluffing around. I'm sick of this fluffing around. I'm not understanding it because it's very hard to read for yourself. Yeah. And I'm fluffing around. I'm shaking this deck up or shuffling this deck up. I want a yes, no answer. It's either yes or it's no. Rah, rah, rah. Out of 56 cards, I got the yes card. Now, you, if you ask me to find that yes card, it probably takes longer than what yeah. I did. The yes card came out. You know what I did? I ignored it. Uh- <laughs> I've done that myself. Yeah, and it's that's it's so crazy and it wasn't until later on I thought to myself, "Are oh, you silly girl? You you know you asked, you were given the answers and you didn't action it. Come yeah. on. You know, so you still get those little messages going oh, you know, are you sure that's right? Do you want to just shuffle the cards again, you know, just to make sure? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You're yeah, like, cause, um, maybe it was a mistake. Maybe it's not really supposed to be yes. Maybe it's actually supposed to be a maybe or not right now. And so... Uh, three, come on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are the best, like the best odds? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sorry, so, oh yeah. my gosh, Susan, this has been incredible. We could chat all day. I just, am the information about trusting intuition and and really explaining it in a way that actually feels doable because I feel like oftentimes people are like, oh, just trust your intuition, listen to your gut. But we're often conditioned to listen to what other people think or say or feel. And we are taught to discredit ourselves. So yes. it can be really hard to just trust our gut, even though the gut is screaming at us, listen, listen, listen. Yes. And so um, I think this has been amazing. I've taken so much from this, like, yes. Be sure to ask, receive the answer and then take the action, connect with the feelings. And so, um, it just, it's, you've put it in such a way where it's like, yes, we can do this. Tapping into intuition is much easier than we think and realize, and we just need to do it. And when we tap into that intuition, um, our life is going to feel more aligned. It's going to feel more purposeful and it's going to be filled with more ease and less resistance. Absolutely, it's
1: all about the awareness because you might not get all that information in one big foul swoop. You may get it in lots of little bits, so be aware. If you see eleven eleven, look up, see what it means. If you if you see a billboard sign going, oh, why was I attracted to that sign? You know, be aware of those, all those little signs, because once you get used to those little ones, when the big ones come through, that you you, you have no choice. You just have to follow them because you know that they're right.
0: Yes. So if any of the listeners want to reach out to you on Instagram or via email or message you on Facebook, is that okay?
1: It's absolutely perfect. I would love that. Awesome. Tell them that Kim sent you and I know where it's come from
0: then. Yes. Tell them I sent you that you listened to Susan on One of a Kind You and she'll know. Um, because I think oftentimes people are like, oh, I just have a quick question, but I don't, I like, I don't want to bother someone with my question. I, so I just won't ask it. Um, but also just fostering that connection, knowing that you have a resource to turn to is always helpful. Oh,
1: absolutely. And look, I get it quite, I don't get it a lot, but I, I actually had um one guy reach out to me and he sort of goes, Oh, this has happened, and, and he was having such a tough time of life, he just wanted a little bit of guidance on where Mm -hmm. to go. And I just, you know, the the information just came through so quickly. It it takes me longer to type it out than it does to actually get the information. So I quickly typed it back to him and we exchanged a little bit more and then that was the end of it. But he's got back to me since then and we've become quite good friends, but he's a doctor in India.
0: And he's
1: not just a doctor, he's a professor and he teaches surgery in India and he was just having such a hard time because he was so spiritually minded that his doctor buddies just couldn't connect with him. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, it, it was just really weird, but he loves flower readings too. So he's always getting flower readings.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, how you, that's how you get Susan. You, she gives you a flower reading and then you're friends for life. <laughs>
1: I do free ones. Okay, so if you want to join on the Facebook group, Intuitive Personal Development by Susan Jane. Jump onto that and I do free flower readings. They're Tuesday mornings, Australian time, which is, I think, afternoons, Monday afternoons for you.
0: Yes, I think that's right. So, while I'm there, I'm hopping in that group and I will pay no, you, you. You're for getting a free reading. one. You've got to oh, send no, no, me that I, I will pay you for a flower reading. I am all no. about it. No,
1: <laughs> no. Guests get one, you know, hosts get one for free.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I feel honored. Yeah. And you'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so fascinated. So if this has been fantastic, if you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a friend The more the merrier. And also if you would be so kind to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. I might take the time to read all the reviews so that I can ensure that this podcast continues to be a resource, a place of guidance and support, your go-to place for, you know, managing the mom's struggle. So thanks so much for tuning in and I can't wait to see you next week.